Podcast. We often don't feel worthy, not just don't feel worthy of receiving outside love, but we don't feel worthy of receiving our internal love. We feel like we need to work for, sacrifice to, do all the things before we are good enough to seek the ancestral wisdom, to receive the ancestral gifts, to receive the the light that is waiting inside of us. I feel the feeling that I felt at that moment when it, the truth started to come up. I feel them now. It's almost like my body had a connection to the recognition of the truth in what you were saying. It wasn't something that I really could explain. It was something that I felt. Welcome, beautiful souls, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna with your host, Harrison Ma. I invite you on a mystical voyage from the intellect to the soul, delving deep into the mysteries of love's spiritual essence and its unfolding. This podcast celebrates the peeling back of heart layers, revealing profound lessons, interviews with spiritual seekers, and practices to open your heart to love's infinite wisdom. Good morning, evening, Afternoon, wonderful beings. Welcome back to the show and another community coaching, community loving episode where I host Harrison get the divine pleasure to hold space with a beautiful member of the tribe, a member of the Cosmic Love community and dive deeply into a specific topic that I know is going to bring the beautiful community member that I have on the show, some value, and also you, the listener, right? That is the intention that we hold today to have a coaching chat to give guidance with something that I know is going to help you go a little bit deeper. And that topic today is your ancestors and ancestral healing. Before I pass to the lovely guest, I have just a reminder that if you get some value out of this chat today, please share this far and wide with a friend, a family member, and a lover. And these kinds of conversations are quite unique. So if you would like to be on the show and you would like to be a member that I go into a particular topic with, you can go over to Apple slash Spotify and in your reviews for the show, leave your comments, your feedback, your perspectives, and I'll pick someone else out for the next conversation. So with that, I have the lovely Watts here today to talk about this topic. Watts, do you want to say hi, my friend? Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here with you, Harrison, and have this discussion about ancestors. Yeah, and I think let's start with that, Watts, because I I know that this topic means a lot to you, but for people listening, they're new to your voice. So let's let's start with a quick why why is this topic in particular important to you, my friend? Yes. So I met Harrison about maybe over a year, it's it's definitely over a year, maybe a year and a half ago. And um, I met you when you were discussing the topic of spirituality and when it comes to um, past lives, past lives, ancestral lines. Yeah, That's where I was going. Yeah. And it really piqued my interest. Um, Some of the topics that you were talking about and the details just really, um, gave me some codification in regard to what I was experiencing. And what's, and what's, I'm already interrupting because I know, I just, I'm so, I know you, I know your heart so well. Can you describe how you knew that what I was saying was true? 
because a lot of what I speak about, just to speak to the left-minded, beautiful souls out there, a lot of the things I speak about go beyond science and and studies and things like that. So I'd love to hear what's, because this is going to happen in this chat today. How did you know I was hitting on some deep truth for you? Yes, I feel the feeling that I felt at that moment when it, the truth started to come up. I feel them now. It's almost like my body had a connection to the recognition of the truth in what you were saying. It wasn't something that I really could explain. It was something that I felt. Mm. So you were sharing what you were sharing about ancestral healing and things of that sort. Things just bubbled up for me that they were like indicators, like, that's true. That's true. Yes, that. (laughs) So it was something I felt on the inside that connected with what you were saying. Yeah. So I interrupted you. So then where did, so where is that taking you now? And you're still obviously passionate about this topic right now in this moment. Absolutely. So I began to implement some of those, those offerings that you gave in your talks and um, in your spaces um, when you were teaching about these things or helping people to have a better understanding, I began to apply them. And immediately I began to get results in regard to wanting to know more and getting more. So that connection also worked for me. Mm. Thank you for explaining that, Watson. I'm I'm so excited for you. And I I received the love, but I also just want to make make this very clear. This is not a what's thing, right? While unique is beautifully, while unique, while what's is unique in her beautiful journey, the the truth that she accessed, we can all, we all have that truth inside of us. So I'd encourage people listening as we get into this topic today, open your heart, right? And the, and the brain might come in and say, mm, I don't know about this, but that soul, that spirit, that deeper part of you might be saying something else. So intentionally create space for that what's let's get into it what what is what's the first question you have for me in regards to this topic yeah so what's coming up for me right now in regard to what you just said if i can offer more insight um i come from a background of a very religious system and that system actually shunned a lot of the things that i'm learning about now So it caused me to feel a lot of shame and guilt around wanting to know more. So when you said what you were saying, that all of us have access to being able to make connections to this truth, it is absolutely true. (laughs) This isn't something that's just only for me or only for like me. It's for anyone who's open to it. So I wanted to also say that with my own voice to give confirmation to what you were saying for other people, that they are not obsolete. I mean, they're not excluded. Yeah able to take the same journey yeah and it just to add to this especially when it's religious okay and let's 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 go straight into this because this is very heavily connected to connecting to our ancestors and ancestral healing we we've all had many different kinds of traumas down our ancestral line that are causing separation and illusion and stopping us from stepping up, stepping into more of our light and our love and our abilities and our voice and all the things. And I'm just going to say this statistically, 
I can, I don't even need to speak to you, the listener, to tell you that you have some kind of religious pain and trauma in your ancestral line. And I say that from experience, but I also say it statistically, right? When you look at your ethnic background, whether you're from Europe, whether you're from Africa, whether you're from North America, whether you're from South America, the likelihood that someone or you as a past life has experienced some kind of religious persecution that has caused you to feel guilt, shame, unworthiness, disconnection, you know, deep-seated grief is very high. And I don't say this to scare, and I don't even say this to, hey, you need to do this right now. I say this so you have awareness and you can start creating a space to illuminate this shadow. Because if we if we continue to make it unconscious and don't ignore it, then it's going to project into our outside world and we're going to think it's fate. We're going to think that our life is just unfolding the way it should and it's, and that's not the greater reality. Do you resonate with that, Watts? Absolutely, absolutely. When I first met you, Harrison, you were talking about ancestral healing. I already knew that the connection to my religious trauma was going to be a thing that I was going to need to overcome or explore more deeply and embrace in order for me to get to a place of being able to know more. So um, instead of me continuously feeling the pain, allowing the pain to affect me, I had to get to a place of examining what the pain was about and releasing it. So that's something that I learned from you. Yeah. Big one. <laughs> yeah. How is that? A quick question here for you, what's, how have you noticed, because this will help people listening, how have you noticed that changing your life? How have you noticed that impacting, whether it be your relationships, whether it be your passions and your purpose in the world, how has that shifted things? So it has shifted things because it has allowed me to know that I'm a powerful being within myself as opposed to my power being outside of me. Yes me to pull my power back into me and use it and be a powerful being here on this in this realm on this earth on this plane in order for me to be able to live and show, shine my light and be yeah. the gift that I am to the world so I'm excited about that so what's I'm so I'm so excited for you but I I want to illuminate what you just said because it sounds very I don't want to say basic but it sounds what you just described in terms of taking your power back is the problem, is the challenge. And what I mean by that is many of you listening to the show have heard me speak about the inner child, right? And the inner child is, is an archetype in many ways. An archetype is how consciousness inside of us expresses itself, put it very simply. But we forget about another archetype that we have. And it is, it is often referred to as the Imago Dei archetype. And the Imago Dei archetype is our relationship to a higher power. And put simply, as what's his saying, you can answer this question, you can see what your relationship to this archetype is. Put simply, do you see your higher power as something that is outside of you? Or do you see your higher power as something that is inside of you? Based off how you answered that question, 
your world is going to look very different, right? Your dynamics with your relationships, the people that you love, your dynamics with how your healing journey is expanding, your dynamics in how you're starting to, as what's beautifully said, share your light with the world, right? And there's no judgment here, but ask the question, what is that archetype for you, right? For me, it used to be that I felt chastisement all the time as if I, um, like a child that wasn't doing things right. Mm. So I always a lot of, um, a lot of retribution, a lot of um, condemnation, a lot of shame, and a whole lot of just expecting punishment because of not having a, a certain level of perfection in regards to the rules, you know? So that was the way I viewed the higher power outside of me as being someone that was constantly watching me to tap my hand or expect mm. my butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't feel that way anymore because I now know that that higher power that I was seeking outside of myself is actually inside of me. And the way I was able to access it is to go through that journey of healing that inner child. Yeah. Yeah. For me and to have more confidence. Yeah. And this is, I'm happy that you brought that up. What's this is why in a lot of the work that I do, I do ancestral healing and inner child together, right? Because they're, they're very connected. They're very synonymous. What's let's, let's move on here. What else is on your heart that you want to bring up today or ask me? Yeah. So like I said before, when I first met you, my question for you was around me having these dreams. Mm. I was having these dreams about my ancestors and it was coming through in the form of me speaking other languages that I didn't know. Mm. Feeling so connected to these languages and so connected to this culture or energy or whatever it, it was, you know, that I wanted to know more. And you told me all I have to do is just be open to receiving more. I mean, of course you said it in your Harrison way, but <laughs> that's the way I interpreted what you said. So when I did that and I went, to, I went um, and I slept that night, I felt like I just received so much more information. So now that I'm continuing to do that and be on that journey, it led me to this big, amazing experience I had at a spiritual retreat in this past October, 2022 in New Orleans. So what happened was I had an ancestral experience spiritually. I was told by my ancestors that I have this particular gift that I get to share with the world. And once that happened, it just shocked me so Mm -hmm. much. Felt it inside of me, but I never knew what it was called. So when that happened, I began to weep. I first I felt like I was weeping for myself because of me feeling like, wow, that's just such a big thing. Then I felt like I started weeping for them. Mm. So the tears kept going and going and going until I got to the end of the tears. It began to rain outside. It began to rain. And it was like as I got through the tears and I started, I stopped crying. The rain shut off. Thing came out. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful, Harrison. I'm so I'm so excited for you. What? So, firstly, thank you for sharing that beautiful story. And it, I, I actually forgot about you sharing those languages that were coming through for you. And 
I want to put a couple of dots together here for people listening, because again, as we said at the start of this chat, while what's is a unique expression, the practices and the tools and the the ways in which she has come to these realizations, we can all start to lean into. So two things here I want to highlight. Firstly, is the role of our dreams at night. If you're listening to this, I'll put my dream podcast in the show notes to go back and listen to those episodes. It's a beautiful place to begin. But just to say this in a very summarized version, your dreams, they hold two functions. And one of those functions is a spiritual playground in which our spiritual essence can be connected deeper into. And what's experienced that through different languages, different ancestors, and different lives in some instances. But the other powerful piece here that Watts experienced, and you said it beautifully, my friend, you had to accept, you had to allow, you had to give permission for the truth to come through you. And I just, this cannot be underlined more whether it is our ancestors outside of us that are coming into contact us in the spiritual realm, or it is our own inner shadows and illusions, we are the last gateway. Meaning that if there is barriers, barriers and resistance to us receiving, it's most likely the last culprit is us. It's our, our willingness. Going back to the religious piece that you were speaking about, what's we often don't feel worthy, not just don't feel worthy of receiving outside love, but we don't feel worthy of receiving our internal love. We feel like we need to work for, sacrifice to, do all the things before we are good enough to seek the ancestral wisdom, to receive the ancestral gifts, to receive the, the light that is waiting inside of us. Does that resonate with your experience, Watts? Absolutely. And the other thing I wanted to add to this is that I did not do this alone. Had a spiritual teacher to assist mm. me and got this journey. And at that time, we were doing a visualization. And it was an inner child visualization that I was walking through. And the and and part of the visualization was just imagine that your ancestor is whispering something in mm. your ear. You get to know. Yes, it was so beautiful that that was when I got the information that I was expressing earlier. Yeah, it shows the it shows the power of someone holding space for you, right? We the 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 quote that comes in as you're sharing this is we don't know what we don't know. Right. And when we're in it, when we're in the illusion, let's use the belief, let's use the mask of I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy. When we have that mask on, in many ways, it's a belief system. And a belief system is closed. So we can't see out of it. But another analogy that I use here, what's is the frog in the well knows nothing of the ocean. Right. So the frog in the well thinks that its full life is that well, is the water in that well. Where in reality, outside of the well, there's a huge, gigantic ocean of potential. 
So when we have the mask on of, I don't deserve to connect to my ancestors, or this is just witchcraft, or this is just, you know, whatever the story is, we can't see out of it because it is us. So when someone comes in, like you experienced, they're able to illuminate the rest of our potential. And they're not giving us that. They're just being, again, another image here for people. They're being a mirror of love so we can see more of ourselves. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I could talk to you about this for a thousand years. Um, thank you so much for that beautiful like summary and that beautiful depth that you went into in regard to what I experienced. I appreciate it. Um, so now that I'm here with the ancestors being so, I feel, readily available for me to access, I, I want to know, like, is are they the same as my spirit team, as my spiritual guides, or what have you? Because I talk to them, they talk to me, yep. and it isn't creepy at all. It is yep. just well, the communic the communing is beautiful, and um, yeah, that's my question because I know some people sometimes ask that, and I'm like, I don't know. I guess they're the same, but I want to hear from you your perspective or what you know about it. Yeah, so. I'll give a short answer and a long answer to this. Okay. So the short answer, just to just to meet that the mind, because that's what that's what's happening here. What's your you're having these beautiful spiritual moments and the mind's coming and it's like now it wants to work it out, right? It wants to be like, oh, is this a is this a that? Is this a that? Can I put it in this box? So to to meet the mind with love, I would I would count it as your spirit team, right? These ancestors are coming in. Just to summarize it very simply, yes, the answer is it is a it is the same category as the spiritual team that you can call to, right? I I would count them as a part of your angels. They're they're the same as your spirit totems. They're the same as you know all of those. Okay. However, let's 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 have a deeper answer to this. Your ancestors, much like your angels, much like any totem animals that visit you. They are technically outside of you, right? So what, give me an example here, Watts. Give me an example of one of these ancestors. Who Do you know, do you know their name or do you know the, where they're from? Yes, it's my grandma. Okay, grandma. So that's a beautiful example. So your grandma, she is in your ancestral line, but she is a different soul to you. So I would count this as outside presence that's outside presence that's coming in to support you this is the next step that we can take what's once we start to connect to these outside pieces of love that remind us of our power your grandma as an example we start to remember that as the soul that we are we have different layers of spiritual support that we can connect into and what I mean by this is the most common example is the higher self, right? What's you have a higher self, I have a higher self. And in reality, we actually have multiple higher selves. But <clears throat> what I'm getting at here is it's when we connect to our spiritual support team, there are two categories. There are the outside entities, which are the angels, the ancestors, your grandma. But then there's also the pieces of us that we can call to. And I make this distinction because the pieces of you 
are actually more significant because they, let's use the example of your grandma again. Your grandma might have a particular mission of a particular purpose for you. She has a mastery of something. So she comes in to give you guidance around a particular gift like you experienced, right? Versus your higher self is because it's part of you, a deeper aspect of you, it has a unique skill, much like your grandma, but it knows you in a deeper way than what your grandma does. Your higher self channels through you to a deeper level than your grandma could ever could ever could because she is always only ever going to be external. So to summarize this, what's when we start to go into our ancestral healing, one of the symptoms of it, this is a symptom, our grandma in your instance can actually remind us of the other aspects of our multidimensional being that we are, right? Our higher self, right? Our, and there's many others, but just to not make this complicated. So that would be the distinction. Does that resonate, my friend? Yes, indeed. I feel that the reason why grandmother is one of the the, the beings that come through, yep. communicate with me is because she is someone I was very close to. Yeah. So I feel that she comes to me to allow me to have a conduit to get access to the higher yes. part. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And this has happened many times. Like one time it happened <laughs> when I was in the grocery store, a bird flew out mm. of the shelf and I knew that that was her spirit. Yeah. Knew. Yeah. I didn't have to ask. I felt it. It was like, oh, it's granny. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it was a very um, unusual way of showing herself, but because it was unusual and because it happened in such a normal everyday activity, it, it got my attention, number yes. one. And then number two, it made me feel that she's always with me. Yeah. So it was very beautiful, Harrison. So that is the reason why I asked that question, because I have these happen like this. Many things come up around that, but I just, I want to connected back to that last point that we just made, right? Of the the deeper parts of yourself. So I would ask you what's, and you don't have to answer this, just feel into this. What is the piece of you that felt your grandma, right? What is the piece of you that felt your grandma in that bird? Well, what come, well let me ask you, what, what comes up when I ask that question? She was a very free spirit. Yeah. And I, I feel the bird was a representation of that. Yeah, but but let's let's take it deeper. What's okay? That, so that's you conceptualizing it. And yeah, that's beautiful. But let's take it deeper. Mm-hmm. Before your grandma came in, right? You probably wouldn't have seen the bird in that way or felt the bird in that way. Correct? Yes. Okay, it's good. So, let me ask you again: What do you perceive? as the part of you that felt your grandma's essence in that bird? Mm, I mean, I guess my heart. (laughs) Good, good. Yes, you're right. You're right. Let's go deeper. What what in your heart felt that? The connection of her being a leader in our family, being the head of 
family. So at that time, now that I'm thinking about it, I remember feeling wanting the family to be together and come together. Yep. So she, I feel that her coming to me was her guiding me of sorts. Yep. So, desire. so this is the still, this is still surface level. What's I, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I'm not taking anything away. This is all valuable, what you said. And that's what came through. That's the channel that came through with the connection to the bird. Beautiful. But again, let's in the heart. That's what you received just then is still a, it's still a symptom. What is the piece of you in your heart that received that download, that connected to your grandma in the bird? What, if you had to describe in the heart, what picked that up? If I'm honest, I miss her. Okay. The missing, the feeling. The feeling of missing her and just wanting to feel her. Good. So the deepest answer to this what's and this i'll just say the piece of you that picked up on her is the piece of all of us that is eternal okay and this is this is the point that i was trying to get back to before with the external guides the external ancestors the external angels what they can help us access and one of the things that help us access is a higher self i just we defined that before right However, the deepest part of us, the deepest part of every single person listening to this episode and you, what's, is your source, is your presence, is the power that we spoke about at the start of this episode that's, that is you, the divinity that is you. So when you see your, when you feel your grandma in your heart, when you feel that sadness, when you feel that connection and you see it in the bird, you're not just receiving those specific downloads. Your grandma is also in that moment reminding you of the divinity that you are. Because, right? Because you can't, the fact that you felt that, you could not have felt that if that divinity was not there. Oh, yes. Does that make sense? What? Makes so much sense. It's like when you were explaining that just now before you said divinity, I just felt divinity. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And I felt more now in my life than I've ever felt it before because I was connected from divinity because I didn't understand or know what it was. Yeah. And this is like, this is the point, right? When we're doing, when we're connecting to our ancestors and doing any ancestral healing, yes, the specific lessons are important. Like you just shared with what she's reminding you of, in the shop, what she brought up, taking action on those things, they're all important. But often within the doing, right, this is what's where I see a lot of people have challenges. This is where the spiritual ego comes in and it thinks that, oh, I have to, all the things that grandma said to me today, I need to make sure I do all those things. I need to make sure I get all those things done or I'm not enough or I'm not doing the things right? It seeps in now from this angle. And what we can remind ourselves of is, yes, grandma's giving me guidance. Grandma's giving me advice, tips, support. But even if I didn't do any of those things today, the thing that she's reminding me of most, the thing that's most important, 
and I don't need to do anything for this. I can just be here in this moment to feel this is what grandma is reminding me of is of this eternal connection that has always been there. Right. And I don't have to, I can do the things that she's suggesting I do, but even if I didn't, just being in this feeling for a moment would be enough. Yeah. Beautiful. That is so beautiful because I love the fact that it releases me of the obligation to do something because in life, I've spent a lot of time focused on the doing, doing it right, doing it this way, doing it that way, unable to really connect to any type of divinity in anything because I was focused on the correctness. Yeah. The being in the moment, just the being of it. So that's that is the goal. That is the objective, just to be. So yeah. I that. Well, it it goes back to the conditioning that we talked about at the start of this episode, right? We and it's not just religious conditioning. I said it's a big part of it, but it's not just that. But it's that conditioning, right? We're not worthy unless we're doing the thing. And don't get me wrong. The doing is there for a reason. But we're never judged. There's no score that's being kept. There's no, there's no hell that we're going to. There's no, you know, condemnation for doing it enough, right? It is there because we get to do it. It is there because it is part of our free will. So what's, let's, I think we have time for maybe one more question. What else is on your heart to wrap up this conversation? Okay, so I, I recently decided to do the ancestry thing. I decided to do that just to get a little more information, maybe. Um, so being someone whose ancestors were are, um, that are connected to where I am now in a very traumatic way, um, I understand that ancestral healing includes those things. So as someone who has had that in my ancestry, what are some ways I can maybe connect in a higher vibrational way to my ancestors and not focus on that part of it? Not focus on the specific traumatic part. Yeah. Can you, what's if you feel comfortable, you don't have to give us super specific details, but can you give us just sort of a general what is the, if you want to call it the flare of the trauma, just so I can tune into it a little bit. Okay. So the flare of the trauma is being taken away from the motherland of my ancestors. So it's like, you know, the earth, the nature of the divinity in our, 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 in nature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it connects. Yeah. Out being on the land that you come from. Yeah. So. In terms of how to approach this, my friend, what I would encourage you to do, and you know the example of the trauma that you just described, I almost don't need to say this, but I will, just to be clear. Many, many, many people have had have that same, much like the religious persecution that we just talked about before, that specific trauma of being taken away from our motherland, you know, it's it is deep within many, many souls that are currently 
you know, on this earth. So one, it's having compassion for ourselves, right? Having, without even going into it, just firstly, compassion is the first step here. It's just holding ourselves without even going into it. Just, oh, based off my ethnic background, based off the test that I've done, I know that with a very high likelihood that this exists in me to move through. So first of all, it's that. It's accepting accepting compassion or compassion acceptance. The second thing I would say here, my friend, is that you don't need to, one, you don't need to go looking for it. And two, you don't need to worry yourself about if it will come up. And what I mean by this is, and I've shared this with you before, my friend, but I'll repeat it for everyone. In my experience, we are only ever given what we are ready for within our spiritual journey, within our healing journey, within the onion layers that we move through. So we don't need to, you know, purposefully ignore a part of our ancestral trauma that we know is there. And we also don't need to purposefully go looking for it because it will come up when the time is right. It will come up when you are ready to move through it. Right. And that might be tomorrow. That might be 20 years from now. That might be next lifetime. But in relation to your question, what's we, this is again, this is fear consciousness. This is what this is. We fear that this deep wound is going to come up at one point and I'm going to be taken off. I'm going to be taken away and it's going to be too much and, or I'm not going to be ready or whatever it is. And it's just not true. Right. It might, we might momentarily, the ego might come up and be like, oh, I can't do this or this is too much or I should just do the next thing. But that's an illusion. Right. Because you, to be very clear, connecting back to our divinity, you are the most powerful person in your reality. So if that shadow comes up, you can use your free will in that moment to be like, okay. It's coming up, so I must be ready for it. I'm going to lean in. Or, because you have free will, you don't have to. And you're not judged either way, right? You can decide to you can decide to suppress it and ignore it. And again, you're not judged for that. But because how shadows work, it will now come up in another way. It'll come up another a year from now, five years from now. But the key here, Watts, is to again, release fear around moving through it or not moving through it, right? You're good either way. Does that answer your question? It does. The, the, the challenge for me, I know you probably could do a whole other podcast on this podcast episode. I don't want to bring it up because it is a challenge for me because there are so many things that happen in daily life whether I'm paying attention to them or not, reinforce that. And I also have people that I interact with in my life in many different ways, not even just close intimate relationships where this conundrum exists, the, the, the residue, the effects, yeah. the results and outcomes of this plays out almost daily, if not multiple times a week. So it, it, it doesn't really... It doesn't give me time really to have a year or five years come up. It comes up regularly. Yeah. So, so let's let's keep going with this, Watts, because this is 
because the example that you're giving, a lot of people can relate to this. So let's keep going with this. So because it is a cultural, a large cultural thing, right? What you're saying is quite normal, right? It's because it's a cultural trauma, especially if we live in that culture currently, like you're saying, we're seeing it. We're going to keep being reminded. But this is now where I remind you, Watts, and people that are dealing with the same thing of your personal and spiritual sovereignty. Okay. And what I mean by this is, again, I'm going to repeat it. You are the most powerful person in your reality. So, and I don't say this to overlook the different circumstances people are in and the severity, like you're saying. But even in those situations, I still assert that you have the power to, and I'll make this super practical, to put up your boundaries, right? To put up your boundaries, to say, no, I'm not going to deal with this today. No, I'm not going to allow that person's prejudice, that person's fear, that person's perceptions of me, whatever it is, to impact my energetic terrain, right? If this means taking a break from that particular person, if this means not going to that shop anymore, if this means, you know, you get the idea here, the the key here, as you beautifully said at the start of this conversation, Watts, is take your power back from all of these situations that are triggering you, right? Or, so option one, or option two, deal with the shit. Deal with the triggers that they are bringing up in you, right? If, like you said, if there's a lot of them, you might not be able to do that. So that's where the boundaries come in. But it's we need to be careful here, what's of putting on the victim. We need to be careful here. And I, and I say this with so much love because I know that this cultural wound is deep, but it still applies. We don't want to become the victim. But if we put on the victim mask, what are we doing? Right? We're giving our power away. We're saying that I am in this state. I'm constantly going to be triggered. I'm constantly going to be walking uphill with this wound, and I'm never going to get to the end of it because I live in this, in this town or I go to this church or I, whatever it is. And you're giving your power away. So take off that victim mask, take your power back, and make a choice. Yes, I hear you. I really do. This is my next phase of my spiritual journey. (laughs) I welcome it. I walk in it. I'm embracing it. And I'm going to be able to come back to you and say, I can't wait. What I've done, Harrison. Let's let's do let's say one more thing here, Watson, and I'll let you go because I have to be mindful of time. But you know this, Watts. You've already started to see it, and but I, and I just want to share this within this example for everyone to hear. When you do those things that I just outlined, those boundaries, or those taking off the victim mask, making the choice to to do something about it, you're not doing that as an individual. You're not doing that as an individual, both at a physical level. So within your physical community, right? Your partners, your friends, your children, they see that. They see what you are doing and they are either unconsciously inspired or they are consciously inspired and they join the effort, right? Because they see if Watts can do it, I sure can do it, right? But also because we're talking about ancestors today, 
you also do it from an ancestral lens. So what I mean by that is when you step into the power, especially around a wound like this that is so ethnically and culturally deep, all of the ancestors that have been through that same persecution, they show up, right? This is, I, it's a beautiful way to end this chat. Your ancestors are with you all the time, but the, the point in time where they are with you most, where they show up most, is in points of deep pain, deep persecution, deep cultural, ethnic racism, you know, harm, you know, just deep, deep wounds. That is when all of the ancestors that experience that same event, they show up. So in that moment, as you've already described today, what you ask for the support. So when you break, when you inevitably break down, when you inevitably find it's too hard, that's the moment to be like, I'm open. I'm open to my grandma. I'm open to my grandfather. I'm open to my great, great, great grandma. Help me. I, I seek your support. Yeah, this is beautiful. It's, it's confirmation for the way I've been moving through this thus far. So I appreciate it so much. And that is exactly what those tears were about in New Orleans. Mm. It's from able to take on the mantle of doing this and moving through this process on my own and doing it in regard to my entire ancestry. So I really appreciate you saying that, Harrison. Thank you. You're welcome. What's I love you very much. Thank you for spending time with me today. As as expected, we went to some deep emotional and spiritual grounds and i this is just how we roll what's this is what you bring out in me so i'm really grateful for the light that you are in this world and all of the beautiful work that you're doing and i can't wait a year from now again to see what else has shifted and how much extra light you've spread out into the world so thank you for being here today absolutely thank you for having me harrison for all the beautiful souls listening i hope this has brought you guidance and insight if it has, please share this far and wide with a friend, a family member, a lover that could use this guidance. If you want to be on the show, please leave it in your reviews and your feedback. But regardless, sending love, sending light. And until next time here on the show, we'll see you again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify star feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. thought about starting your own podcast do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world well now it's easier than ever with electricast hi i'm mark netter and i'm peter rafelson we're the founders of electricast media whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one join electricast to grow your audience monetize your content and build your community 
With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electrocast.com and join our community today. Electrocast. Transform your influence. Electrocast. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 